Almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoke and host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Welcome everyone to this yet another special suds segment where good beer meets really bad radio. About freaking time. Exactly. <laughs> Mike must be back. I'm thinking so. I'm freaking right here. <laughs> I'm your hostess, good old gal Juliana, and with me today are good old boy Dave. Do you now? Sorry, sorry, I don't know that just slipped out. <laughs> Good old boy, Mike. Yeah, where's my clicker? That's what I'm talking about. That thing that goes ding. <laughs> <laughs> and good old boy, Kendall. It's wonderful to be here. Wow, that was so lame. <laughs> I don't do accents wow. very well. I think that was just perfect. Are you saying that people in Boston have an accent? Not, yeah, not at all. They're, no, they're they talk like normal people, right? Right. <laughs> mm. I would never call a Red Sox fan normal. <laughs> Better than the Yankees fan. Cool. And we just got banned from hey, the whole state, hey, right hey, there, Dave. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey. Banned once again. Absolutely, you know. I knew it was going to happen early. God bless. Well, Kendall has an excellent blog, and he will tell us all about it later in the show. Yay. Today's episode is a dun, 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 brewery takeover. Yay, brewery takeover. So does that mean we're just going to like drink beer at a brewery all day long? What do you used to want from the pack? A handle, 30 rack what? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be trying several beers today from Trillium Brewing in Boston, Massachusetts. About freaking time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Settle down, buddy. He's been in Boston too long. Hey, good old boy Mike, uh, since you picked these beers up for us while traveling in New England, why don't you tell us a bit about the Trillium? Absolutely. absolutely. So I go across the toll, went to the three, went to the five, or went off at uh, exit 42, boom, right there. You know, I'm at uh, Trillium. Yeah. So uh, Trillium Brewing <laughs> Company was established to uh, commemorate the marriage of founders J.C. and Esther Tetro. Trillium opened in 2013 with the support of family, volunteers, two babies, and three employees. This small, simple brewery has since developed into an exciting venue of collaboration and innovation. Trillium is a New England farmhouse-style brewery, deeply rooted in the dynamic landscapes, abundant natural resources, and resilient population of the region. The flagship location is tucked in the vibrant Fort Point neighborhood of South Boston, I just could not actually brave the traffic and all the parking to actually go and visit that particular location yet. Now, so, Ben, are you? We get on the rotary, take Route 3 to Route 95, get on the pike, and you're there. Yeah, right. That's exactly it. So, in December 2015, Trillium opened a secondary facility 
in Canton, uh, Massachusetts. This expansive facility has a capacity of 35,000 barrels. There are fermenters everywhere, soaring to the ceilings and barrels galore in this place. The star of this show at the Canton location is the bottling and canning plants that just churn and burn an ample supply to serve those that can actually make the journey there to Canton. They actually keep their products on tap at about some 50-odd places, um, you know, kind of local to, you know, the east side of uh, Massachusetts, although they do get all the way out to Worcester with uh, some distribution that they have at about another 50 uh, retail locations. Uh, by the way, I have to say that Worcester has one of the coolest Union train stations that I've seen in a town that small. It is it has like this big barrel, you know, vault ceiling. It's just this amazing piece of architecture. It's it's definitely when you when you drive into Worcester, you're going, yeah, what's that? That doesn't belong there. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, and the train uh, does. Uh, uh, the T does uh, run uh, all the way uh, out there to uh, Worcester as well. So oh, uh, cool. pretty cool, yeah. Nice. Uh, so um, they've actually been moving through some changes since they've moved into the Canton facility. Uh, they've been moving in between bottles and cans, some of their product line. And the retail uh, channel uh, distribution has kind of suffered a little bit. And alienated a few of their locals you know that got used to buying the beer like the Kennedys no more. they don't um so you know they they've had to kind of swing around and uh actually commit to um a long-term relationship with a lot of the retail partners so that they can keep you know certain uh product lines you know always moving through um mm. through the area so yeah um i know it's been a bit of a tough wait, you know, I think for some of the stores and I've, I actually have heard quite a bit of that frustration firsthand. And, uh, I think it's, uh, it's going to change, you know, rather quickly here. Um, that they definitely have capacity out of the Canton facility to do some amazing things. So, well, um, one of the things that I noticed, uh, at the Canton facility is, uh, they have a really great tap room. And, uh, you know, I think if <clears throat> I, uh, if I had to offer up a good tip, uh, hang on a second. <clears throat> I had to clear my throat. I had to give a really good uh, tip here. Go to the Canton facility. Uh, as much as uh, I know that uh, a lot of people want to make their way, you know, into the Fort Point uh, location, um, it's just a little easier, I think, to navigate there. And a lot of the beers uh, are more prevalent out of the Canton facility, you know, right now as well. So. Uh, definitely take advantage of the tap room when you walk in i mean uh, i don't know how many taps they had maybe 20 <laughs> wow um, so um and they end up carrying a lot of things that sometimes are just you know one-off you know a lot of their collaboration uh pieces are only in the tap room great view of the brewery itself you know once you're just sitting there in the tap room oh wow. motto is you can't drink all day unless you start early yep that's exactly right um when I was there in the tap room last time, I actually had the collaboration they did with Vale. Wow. And uh, was really uh, marginally unimpressed with that beer. So um, Marginally was, unimpressed? Yeah. So you were on the verge of being impressed. I was impressed. on the verge of being impressed because they did a collaboration with Vale, but the beer just didn't basically didn't quite make worn it out to that. But mm. it was still very cool, you know, to, to uh, I've seen a lot of very interesting products. Also at the tap room I was there, they had the, 
cask version of one of the beers that we had today, the Orton Lil Porter, the uh, pot oh, and kettle. So I bet that was good. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. Um, it was uh, it was really cool to try to you know enjoy that on cask. Um, and I would tell you after you leave there, go down to the public house in Brookline. Um, a really great place. Um, I might even actually hit some of our uh, Good Sip and Zone nominees. It was that good. Oh, wow. Um, they have uh, some really great stuff on, on tap. <clears throat> actually, uh, they have a version of a uh, Trillium beer that is for the public house. Nice. Uh, really? So, yeah, it is. Um, it is. Uh, so it's pretty cool. So uh, last tip is be sure and bring a cooler uh, when you go and pick a beer at the Canton. A lot of the beers we're going to talk about today have a lot of hop in them, and they have... Uh, hop oil um that is actually part of a lot of their beers and they're very sensitive to temperature and uh i would say more temperature fluctuation but yeah. mainly to heat more than anything else so <clears throat> keep them cool with me well mike that's something we've been discussing for quite a while yeah <laughs> you know what if i has a hummer right now i'd probably be just fine so. <laughs> i think you're you're probably in bad shape then <laughs> Wow. Any takers? Any takers at the table? <laughs> All right. Whoa. Well, thanks. Sorry, nobody's Mike jumping up to help you there, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Now, Dave, you're wearing the gear that makes me feel like I'm getting that loving feeling already today. So Kendall and I are sitting here and it's we're we're not gonna tell you what the date is or exactly what happened. All I gotta say is we're the losers sitting at the table. It was a tough day yesterday. It just sucked. So how That's is that different from any other time? I am not going <laughs> to say. That. You know, my team is victorious almost 75 and 34. Is that right? Is that what I said? Something like that. Yes, so, but it's not 76 and 33. Man, I just uh, can't believe what happened happened, you know, in football. I so. can, I think I recorded it. We could watch it after uh, the show negative, if you want. No. <laughs> the negative Gus Rider. That pattern is full, so... All right. Well, thanks for that, Mike. That was very highly entertaining. I would be entertained. Yeah, I used I used uh, hand gestures during that as well. Yes. So, yes. Many. Works well on radio. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, good old boy Kendall. Why don't you give us a rundown of the beers that we're going to be covering today? Here's today's lineup of almost uh, double IPA heavy lineup, but it's a very good one. Uh, we're going to start one in first with the dialed in double IPA. Uh, the dialed in series usually has some wine juice added, so this is brewed with Pinot Gris juice. Next up is the dialed in double IPA, brewed with Chardonnay and Gerrit. What? what? <laughs> Gewurztraminer. Gewurztraminer. Yeah. Okay. Gewurztraminer. Give me my click. I show you how to say it. Yeah, we should have probably talked about that. Somebody before squeezed I tried a small say. dog into this beer. Gewurztraminer. Mm. <laughs> uh, we have the Vicinity Double IPA, the Cutting Tiles Double IPA with mosaic and raw wildflower honey, um, and a totally different take. We've got the Pot and Kettle Oatmeal Porter which is definitely not a double IPA. Next up is the Melcher Street Double Dry Hopped IPA, which mm. is not a double IPA, even though it's got double in the name. It's I'm guessing it's dry hopped two times with that double IPA, yep. double dry hopped IPA. And finally, we have the scaled single American IPA. Um, so we've got a great selection of double don't IPAs forget here. That last oh, minute. that's right. We have one that didn't make the list, the which is the Summer Street Double which, Dry Hopped IPA, which is the Double Dry Hopped <laughs> IPA. A lot of doubles. Yeah, There's a lot, a lot of, of streets. 
Yeah, yeah a lot of streets too. So, so we get to say double all day double. long. Yeah. Double beer. <laughs> double. <laughs> well, we'll be right back, guys, as we talk about these beers. Rolling clouds and crashing surf Iridescent dunes reflecting By the light of a rising glowing moon Seashore mesmerizing Night breeze hypnotizing We've come across these back roads none too soon Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love Welcome back, everyone. Today's episode, again, for those of you that are just tuning in to us, is a brewery takeover with Trillium Brewery in Massachusetts. So we uh, just finished going over what we're going to talk about today, but now we need to talk about the ratings for today. And uh, About freaking time. Exactly. <laughs> so good boy, Mike, in your best local accent. <laughs> Wait, went here. over, I talked to Tommy for a second. He told me I got to do this. Let me uh, let me let me give you some inspiration first. Oh, yeah. Have you seen the Real Housewives of South Boston? He looks just like Tom Brady. Hey, while you're at Stop and Shop, would you mind swinging by donkeys and getting your mother a chocolate crawler? I think it's wicked trashy. Oh my heart aches. I run on Duncan. And don't forget the tonic. Oh, my friggin' directionals are busted. <laughs> All right, Mike. You've got you've got your marching orders. Let's see what you can do. I'm gonna go get my freaking click. Uh, get on with this. <clears throat> we'll be discussing and tasting these beers with these such ratings. All use are gonna be using signature bel- belching sounds. So here it is. Number one, that sucks. Give me anything but a bud. Like I'd be saying that after you know the guy did the thing at the f- at the water thing off the route three. Okay, was that a belch? Number two. Tommy, help me help me count here. One, two, three. What's wrong with you? Freaking moron. <laughs> Number three. <laughs> Every time I get a humble, I say this. Ah, what a relief. <laughs> to, date, to date, he's never said that. <laughs> Number four. Every time they come over to me, they say, a body should really not make that sound. Number five, I say this every time Poppy stepped up to the plate. Listen to that hang time. Give me another one of those. Wow. Well done. Wow. Thank you. That, wow. Thank you. A, a, a double five. I like that. Thank you. I appreciate that, Dave. So. Needed some extra relief. Yeah. You know, I'm almost ready to quit my day job. You know, I could get hired in Boston and offend people within the six state region. So. I'd wait. I'd wait a little while. Okay. I, I could see that. Wow. We Don't are get just... to the freaking beer. Oh, God, yes. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> um, good old boy, Dave. Why don't you start us off and uh, talk about your favorites? Holy moly. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. So. Uh, the first beer I want to talk about. Wait, why does he get to go first wearing that outfit? 
<laughs> for the wrong team. Winners. Winners. Okay. All right. <laughs> I see how this it's goes. A rough day. Mike. Just not. I, just, I know. Just like that. Walked into the bullet twice. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so the uh, the the number one beer I want to talk about in the uh, in the flight is the one I know the least about because it was a bit of a surprise. But it's the Summer Street. Wait, you know something, but it's not the least. I am completely lost. Do you actually know anything about this beer, Dave? It sounds uh, like a Sesame Street I know skit. I like it. <laughs> Freaking lost. <laughs> I know that it was made in New England, and it was dry hopped twice. And if this beer uh, was a college football team, it would not be yours, because it's a winner. <laughs> Wow. (laughs) This is going to be a long episode. This is going to take a while. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, I just, I felt like uh, what I wrote about this was a prototypical New England IPA. It's turbid, it's citrusy, uh, and delicious. And I gave Summer Street a five. Wow. So, uh,. I'll talk about it in a second. You keep going. There's a little bit more background on uh, on this um, on this particular beer. Next. Oh, Next. oh okay. Well, <laughs> you had more than one you liked, I think. Well, you, you were. I'm going to talk about this for a while too. So no, no, no. no. I'll I'll cover it when I get. To it. Eh, fine, fine. Uh, my second beer, my top three was Vicinity. Hmm. And that beer is great because. <laughs> Uh, I really like the uh, the combination of Galaxy, Citra, and Columbus, and that's something really cool. These guys do. I noticed that a lot of their malt beer uh, malt bills uh, are pretty similar, but they they do a really great job of mixing up the uh, the hop selection. And I'm sure they they change up their hop uh, scheduling too. Um, this one, I just uh, it was just a very well done beer, good good flavor and aroma. So it was just a solid beer all the way through. And I gave Vicinity a four. And your last one. Hold on. Still tasting Vicinity. Oh, okay. So, uh, last one. (laughs) So much pressure on the show. You guys don't realize how much pressure there is to... Perform. I know he's cognitively challenged wearing that outfit. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, what's funny is my team could not only beat yours at football, but at a spelling bee, too. So, <laughs> like, I freaking care. <laughs> oh, so the, the third one of my top three, uh, and you'll notice that I am just doing three in my top three, unlike some of what my co hosts are probably going to do, uh, is the Melker Street. Double dry Melcher. Melcher. Melcher or Melker? Yeah. I've said it wrong enough, trust me. It's Melcher. Well, you said Melker earlier, so. Yeah. Great. Thanks for setting me up for failure there, Mike. Bing! Uh, Melcher <laughs> Street uh, is a double dry hopped IPA with Mosaic and Columbus. Mosaic is, as everyone knows, the king of all hops. Uh, and uh, this just really uh, let the, uh, the Mosaic come through very well. Good, clean malt bill. Uh, not overly complicated. Well done. I gave Melcher Street a five. Wow. Dave like these. Dave, you like you? Me like you. Why, thank you very much, sir. 
Moving on. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, there's I'm, I'm having extra. some issues. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> um, good old boy Mike. Why don't you talk about your top three picks? So the first thing I'm gonna talk about is Summer Street. Cause uh Dave didn't talk about it right. It's not summer, it's summer. <laughs> Where are you from? <laughs> Free, you're a Vandy fan. That's what it is. So summer rhymes with Tom Brady and Sonoma. Yeah, summer right. Hama. So you have to say it like that. It's Melka Street. I don't know what you were saying. Damn it. You just said Melcher. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm saying it right. You were saying it wrong. <laughs> I hate you so much right now. <laughs> it's because you're wearing that outfit. Okay. So <laughs> summer Street. Uh, really. Uh, this beer was a uh it was a beer that they made seasonally in the summer um and but they ended up making it several times um so i don't know if they if they make this every year you know kind of through some of the warmer periods you know in the massachusetts area but they have those in massachusetts they do all six weeks (laughs) um so um really uh fabulous beer super balanced uh i wrote down citrus very dry finish creamy uh, earthy nose and uh, malt were uh, just all around fabulous beer. Uh, my uh, such rating is five for this. I would give that a Hama. Run away, Summer Street. Run away. <laughs> <laughs> Next up was uh, another similar beer that uh, Dave picked as well, even though he mispronounced it like five freaking times. So <clears throat> you can't say Melcha right. <clears throat> See, now you've said it like three different ways. I know. It's, uh, I'm keeping you on your toes. Thank you for counting, though. I'm impressed that you can almost get to five. All right. So. I can get to one very easily. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Do they wrap the PhD around that? <laughs> All right. So, uh, Melcher uh, Street, double, die hop, uh, double dry hopped IPA. Uh, I wrote down fantastic, great presentation of mosaic, uh, kind of orange peel, and a bit of a sweet grapefruit. I know that's kind of an oxymoron, but there are varieties of grapefruit that have kind of a bit of a sweet presentation, and, and as well as that very pronounced uh, bitterness. Um, you know, this is all part of the Street Series, um, and actually my very favorite beer from Trillium that is not here is in the Street Series, which is Congress Street. That is just a freaking amazing beer. Um, Finally, a Congress that does something good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they could actually get something accomplished uh, with that beer. Uh, but uh, the uh, Melcher Street is a solid uh, four for me. Uh, the last beer uh, in uh, my top three out of this flight is uh, from the very recent uh, Dalden series. So. We actually have two renditions in today's flight, and the one that I really liked is the dialed-in double IPA brewed with Pinot Gris juice. So, you know, when I first heard about this series, I was like, hmm. Now, we've had beer that have been dropped in a wide variety of wine barrels, Chardonnay barrels, um, uh, different uh, uh, red wine barrels, uh, Merlot, uh Pinot Noir. I mean, it's been a wide variety of things. But this is the first time I've heard somebody actually using and blending grape juice into a beer. And I was really intrigued. I'm like, this is either going to be really good or it's going to suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, the main thing I wrote down about both of the dialed in series was that 
the wine has actually tamed a lot of the uh, bitterness around the hops that they have used yeah. in the dialed in series and uh these have very distinct characteristics i think between them that the wines tend to bring mm-hmm. uh to them as well but uh this is uh i think this it's a wonderful idea i'm not really quite sure why nobody else thought of it up until now and not only have they done it i think they've done it very well uh this the one with the pinot grease uh to me is uh, a solid four all the way really great beer Pinot Grease. Yes. Very Didn't cool. taste all that greasy to me. <laughs> Are you still waving that uh, <laughs> that IQ? <laughs> We're number one. <laughs> As he's holding up two fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Mirror. One Mirror for images. you, one for Kendall. Wow. Oh, oh my God. Gosh. <laughs> all right. Speaking of which, uh, good old boy Kendall, why don't you tell us what you liked in this flight? Get a little repetition. Uh, some of these guys. Uh, my my favorite beer of the flight was the Melcher Melker. You're not going to say Melcher. 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 Well, however, we're Melcher. saying Melcher. Melcher. Melcher Street. So uh, I just love the juiciness of this beer. When when I think of New England IPAs, I think very hop forward, bright, tropical, juicy, probably cloudy, and this fits the bill. I just get huge tropical. Um, little citrusy melon aromas out of it, and it carried through th- through the flavor. Very clean, tropical. The bitterness was super gentle. It was there. I mean, you've got to have some bitterness in an IPA, especially a double IPA. Or no, this is the regular double dry hopped. But I just thought this was juicy, delicious, and it was a five for me. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, is this the one? Did you dialed in yet? No, I didn't. <laughs> well, I had a story. Did when you, you get doze off? I will get. No, there. I didn't. I didn't think you did. My uh, my second beer. I run the, on Duncan. Uh, Somebody the, wake up, Grandpa! He <laughs> fell asleep during Kendall's. <laughs> Let me put my teeth in. <laughs> mm. Summer Street. Now, um, Dave and, and Mike both like this beer, and I got something a little different from it. My Dave even said it was a great New England IPA. Did you and, get a Hama. And to me. <laughs> I wrote um, n- a Northwest on this. Oh. I I got some of that resiny, piney, almost dankness that really? you really no. dank. Mm. Yes, no pine. No, I got a, mm. I got a lot of resin out of it that you don't normally get in a New England IPA. Yeah, and it, it's not like San Diego West Coast. It's it's very uh, a lot more citrusy, tropical, uh, but with that resiny that I find common in some of the Northwest IPAs out of like Oregon and Washington. So I found some similar flavors there. Um, but otherwise, just great, refreshing, and uh, I like the bitterness of it. To me, this had one of the most prominent bitterness, and it's a solid four. Uh, My third beer is the Dialed In, but not the one uh, good old boy Mike just told us about. The other one with the Chardonnay and the grape, I can't pronounce juice. Gevers de Wiener. Gevers de Wiener. I'll tell my story after you after you finish your Actually, rate. I'd love to hear your story right now. Yeah, All right, so go ahead. I had a, uh, I, we were tasting these beers uh, at my house, and I had a, a relative that came over, and uh, she was, uh, we were sitting there tasting the beer. She said, what are you guys having? I said, well, we're having this. This beer that has uh, a, a touch of Chardonnay as well as Gewürztraminer wine. She says, "Oh, you mean the dog?" <laughs> 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 I go, yeah. "What are you talking about?" He goes, "Yeah, 
She says it's right here on the label. There's a dog. That's called a Gewurztraminer dog. It's just like that. And I'm like, no. No, no. I'm sorry. The wine geek in the room says, uh-uh. It's just not happening. I mean, there's just no no freaking way. There is. There are no wieners in this beer. So I'm like, maybe you're getting it confused with a dachshund. No, no. And I'm like, what does a Gewurztraminer dog look like? <laughs> crickets <laughs> you just, I mean, you know, yeah nobody was at home <clears throat> i'm not going to say this relative's name because i would hate to embarrass her even though we were all laughing so hard i'm like look i will bet you 50 bucks that there is no such thing as a gewurztraminer dog i'm quite certain of this and i'm like Go ahead, ask Google. I will sit here, you know. And uh, sure enough, they all got their phones out and they're searching, you know, incessantly. I'm just sitting there drinking beer and I'm like, and then like two minutes later, she looks at me and she goes, Dum, dum, dum. There's no Gavers to meet her dog. (laughs) 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 And I'm like, you know what? The only thing that I want to hear out of you is, you're right, Mike. Yeah, that's correct. There you go. Is payment. So, um, so I've really had a lot of fun uh, harassing her, you know, about that and going, yeah, you know, uh, those converse demeanor dogs are going to come around any time now. So. Well, that's one thing you won this weekend. So that's pretty good. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's been sitting on that for at least what, like oh, five minutes? Yeah. yeah. Wait, no, I got something else you can sit on. Go ahead. So let me uh, keep talking about this dog beer we've got here. <laughs> So what I love about the dialed in, I've actually had the Pinot Gris before, and I, I do enjoy that beer. But I think this one stood out to me just by, I just got a lot of orange and lemon and pineapple just bursting through. But I think the wine added some fullness to the beer that carries through, even lingers in the finish. It adds a richness to the beer that I really like. And I also think that both of these beers kind of finish on the dry end. Like, I don't know yeah. what kind of sugars are in the wine juice. I'm sure they're different than the, you know, the maltose coming from the barley. And I have a feeling the yeast just goes crazy on that stuff because yeah. it finishes, it, it feels well, very kind of dry. Well, there's a lot of sugars, you know, in, in Chardonnay uh, wine. And I'm thinking that was probably a real key distinctive, you know, aspect. That probably, it's, I'm betting that that one took longer to ferment out just because it had a lot more residual sugar. Yeah, so and you kind of get that in the middle that there's that a little bit of sweetness and it just yeah. fades real fast and, and ends in a nice dry finish and that's that's why I like this beer. It's a it's a four for me. So, Mike, what does Gewurz Diviner wine taste like? It's a dry white wine, uh, usually in um, uh, Germany. Um, it's usually the the originating uh, grape from where that started um it's grown in some other regions of the world as well Mm -hmm. um new zealand i think actually produces some diverse demeanor now um uh italy there are some uh, areas uh the northern part of italy uh where they actually i think they grow that wine but uh it was interesting they chose a blend of uh wines in between something that was very dry and something that was very sweet and buttery. Mm-hmm. When I heard they put Chardonnay juice in a beer, I was like, Ooh. <laughs> just kind of shuddered about that. <laughs> um, but uh, I really enjoy what they did yeah. with yeah. this. Really and, uh, you know, I actually had the same exact rating as uh, Kendall did. You know, I had a solid four for this as well. Yeah, yeah it was fantastic beer. Uh, I did too. And I almost had a fourth, but I'm not going to go there because Julianne is going to take care of that for me. Mm. 
Aww. Well, it'll be interesting if they make any more uh, of this. It'd be a series. good. Di- uh, yeah, I was going to say if they keep doing this series, I think they will. I think they they're having a lot of fun playing around with it, and I look forward to whatever they're going to do. It's not just the we'll be back in just a minute. But baby, the whole elation riding down this lover's avenue. Slow as a willow blows, or as fast as the whirlwind grows, we glide beneath the stars in cobalt blue. Look to the left, to the right, keep your eyes on the road, my darling, wondering if we're only passing through. My hand is yours forever, sweet love Our eyes ahead on these back roads with a view It's got, yeah, I'm sensing it So you're saying that Dave was the loser, right? Is that what you're saying? She always says that Oh, I'm sorry, we're back on Uh, We're back on the air (laughs) Hi, everyone we are in the midst of a wonderful brewery takeover today. That was we are a grudge match. <laughs> That's the other end of the table. Mm. Um, we are talking about many beers from Trillium Brewing Company in Massachusetts. So yay to the New England beers! Um, and now we're going to get to me. About freaking time! Thank you. I was just going to say that myself. Well, I'd like to thank all the co-hosts. Uh, it's been a great episode, and so. Take it away in your top three. Number six. I got a number two. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. The first one I wanted to talk about, since I'm kind of surprised that you guys aren't talking about it, but whatever, um, is Cutting Tiles. It's a double IPA with mosaic hops and raw wildflower honey. Um, it's, of course, a yummy double IPA sitting at 8.5%, and it's part of an exploratory series of double IPAs featuring a range of aromatic single hop varietals brewed with raw wildflower honey. And um, this new version is dosed with 100% mosaic, which mosaic is one of my favorite, favorite ones. It's very near and dear to my heart. But besides it just being with that, it is... I. I love this beer. I've had it a couple of times now, and every time I like distinctively just want to run to it. Um, I love the hot profile on it. I love the creaminess, and I love that hint of honey too, which just that touch of sweetness, kind of like. To Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was gonna happen. Darn you and those buttons there, buddy. <laughs> Anyways, it's a really beautiful, creamy, yummy, hoppy double IPA. And um, it's one that'll sneak up on you because it doesn't feel like a double IPA. I'm giving this one a five. Wow. I like that beer. I, I like it more as it warmed up. But it when I first had it, it, the honey and the mosaic 
We're not. It, it didn't feel like they combined. Yeah, I they actually were. wrote down a bit of a mess. I'm I'm with you guys. I this was near the bottom of my list. I just I didn't think the honey worked well with the, the hops. Yeah. One quick uh, note: uh, when I was talking with some of the other uh, locals, uh, they were raving about this uh, beer and the fact that it became available. Um, that was probably the longest line that I saw ever at Trillium uh, over multiple trips was people actually waiting to pick up cutting towels. So nice. uh, wow. this has a very loyal following for See, people. No, it is. We, we, we stick together. <laughs> you don't run on Duncan. <laughs> no. <Wow>. I might. <laughs> at times. Tom Brady. Tom <laughs> Brady and Sonoma. Yeah, here we go. Uh, no. Not that far to earth. Anyways. Um. Wow. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, man. You know, there's a lot of ways that could go. I know. And what's, I was thinking something completely different than the you guys. deplorable Northeastern beers. <laughs> the title of this episode will be The Last Episode Ever. <laughs> All right, fine. Um, the the second one that got us banned. Freaking Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> banned once again. There we go. True. Um, the second one that I wanted to talk about is one that Mike has already mentioned, and it's the dialed in with the Pinot Gris. <clears throat> this, okay, when I saw it on the can, I thought, what in God's name is he bringing us? I mean, obviously it's Trillium, so it's got to be good, but it is just that, seemed... uh, the same reaction you have to most everything that I bring, or just this particular like, What the beer? hell is this? No, <laughs> just this one and the Chardonnay. Because I'm thinking, how in the heck is this going to fly? I know. I had the same reaction when they said... But this is stunning. <clears throat> Absolutely stunning. And even as it's warming up, it's it's changing its dynamic and there's just there's so much more complexity now than there was before but talk about like a creaminess with a dry finish i think that it's just really amazing um and i give this a five And then last but certainly not least bum 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 is she gonna stick to three today that'd be weird wow What's well, up with that? It's because you guys have already talked about all the other ones. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, well, almost all the other ones. Okay, so this one I love for many reasons. First of all, for those side people that continue to listen to this show, um, they know that I like stouts and porters and all wow. things dark. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. People who have absolutely <laughs> nothing going on in their lives except to listen to this. I mean. No, it's just... Whatever. Anyways, they know that I'm the oddball out, and I always like the darker beers. As a side note, good old gal Juliana is available to give motivational speeches uh, I like to any the, group. I like this picture of this little Filipino guy in southern New Mexico going, I like her very much. She's going to talk about the porter. I love it. <laughs> one fan. At know, least yes. one. The one okay. Filipino oh, guy like in South Juli- Mexico. I like a good old Juliana very good, yes. <laughs> Yes, I know. In a world of IPAs, <laughs> there's me. She's a okay. porter. He's not wearing the big sombrero. He's, he's like a normal Filipino dude in, in South New Mexico. So. <laughs> South New Mexico. I'm sorry, I thought you said South Mexico. Well, that's different. <laughs> I know, yeah. Same difference, mm-hmm. sort of. Um, anyways, <laughs> what I really... Okay, so A, I liked it because it's a dark beer. But 
B, I also liked it because, I mean, Trillium obviously is known for their hoppy beers. Um, and this is not that. And it's so flipping good. In case you're wondering what I'm talking about, it's the Pot and Kettle, their oatmeal porter. And this thing, I just well done well 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 done i mean it's roasty it's just creamy enough it's because it's it's not a stout so it is a little bit lighter but um the the roastiness the maltiness is there it's it's so full-bodied for it being a porter if that makes any sense and um (laughs) (laughs) that was (laughs) full-bodied That was a belch of agreement. I agree with you, Juliana. This this was my number four, and it's a really, really good porter. It's actually yeah. kind of a nice uh, palate cleanser for some of those mm-hmm. IPAs. I'm sorry. I, yeah, go ahead. Anyways, I really liked it, and I'm <laughs> giving it a four. Uh, uh, hey. So I actually sat around and tried this with uh, some more people, uh, and well, I think we probably had maybe two of these other beers at the same time we had uh, this. I think this is one of the beers they've made for quite a while. I think they've made this almost for four years. Um, so I think it's a regular part of other rotating seasonal or something that they make, you know, quite frequently. Um, I think I just had problem with style you know um and i i think i got wrapped in my head that this should taste closer to an oatmeal stout <clears throat> which oh, i know gotcha. is dead wrong um and i just don't think that i've had enough uh, of a english porter style I, I think i had in my head you know that sam smith you know uh style of uh english you know yeah. uh roasted yeah. you know beers uh flowing through my head that um, it just did not work for me. Came and, across as too sweet for you? Well, I think watery was the key word that I wrote down. And so um, that was probably the one distinctive characteristic. But looking back at it, and if I unscrew everything that I tasted around this and actually pay attention to the fact that I'm tasting a declared English porter, that's the key part here. Yeah, as opposed to a stout. <clears throat> as opposed to a stout and just thinking that it's an American-style you know, oatmeal porter which to me would have had a lot more roast and a lot more body around it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the key word that I always use having a really great porter is, is it a Tootsie Roll? Um, you know, because to me, that is the flavor profile for a diehard American porter is it should just ring all the bells of just a fabulous Tootsie Roll all the way. We had one, you know, uh, actually yesterday, didn't we? It was delicious. Yeah. <clears throat> Hopefully we'll get to talk about uh, Von Theoreticals uh Mm. rock island porter someday Mm -hmm. but um but yeah uh the uh that was the one thing i just i just felt like all the flavor profile was incredibly subdued but it's an english porter and i think that's spot on so all right you want some watery english crap this is your beer (laughs) hey it's not that watery though No, and i got the chocolate out of it that's the first thing i noticed in the nose i was doing so good right up to that (laughs) point right dave yeah mike's not invited to england anymore. no you're not so smooth no it is creamy i mean and it's not tootsie rollness but i don't expect tootsie rollness out of an an english English porter so there buddy tough guy Not so tough now. <laughs> okay, so next. 
Who's so, left? Well, so there was one beer we didn't talk about, which was Scale today. <clears throat> and uh, so I was kind of, you know, why didn't we even put that in our top three? Um, I'm looking at my own tasting notes, and it's pretty obvious. Um, you know, I just, uh, I did, I was not a fan of this uh, hop blend. Um, this is a beer I know that they have transitioned from being um, usually uh, bottled and they've actually moved it into their canning line fairly mm. recently. Um, you know, I'm just not a fan of El Dorado. Um, it's just not a hot profile that I particularly enjoy. It's very earthy, and I really think it clashes. When you drop citra on top of it, it's just, you're just dragging basically a lemon, you know, peel basically through the ground and then shoving it in your mouth. And I just don't particularly... I don't. I just don't think those taste well, profiles complement uh, each other. Be in advertising. That <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a dirty lemon peel. Come to Dorado, yes, yes. You're like a dirty lemon in your mouth. Oh yes. <laughs> I hear the Spanish music playing in the background. So. Well, but interestingly, though, because didn't the um, the peanut the dialed in with the Pinot Gris didn't that have El Dorado as well? It did, but the. Uh, but the wine, you know, really tempered a lot of mm-hmm. the earthiness, you know, around. And I, that did catch my attention as well. And uh, I was like, which one of these things don't belong? And I saw that on the hot profile, but it's definitely way there in the background. And it's actually providing what I tend to think of with a presentation of wine is there is some element of terroir or bur- uh, an earthiness usually that is you know present and i realized the wine was not bringing that and it was probably the el dorado hop that was probably bringing that around so what rating did you give scaled three so why uh why didn't you put it in your top three um i thought it was because we were both right there in the loser lounge well (laughs) i also gave the beer a three um but kind of for a different reasoning i actually kind of like the beer i got just a lot of tropical orange citrus those lemony notes are huge it had a super light malt body to it, so it really let the hops shine through. Uh, they're, they're the most prominent thing. It, it was dry. There was a light bitterness to it. And and as an IPA goes, it, I mean, it's hard to believe it was 7% because it, to me it tasted like some of the, the session IPAs on the market, but it does not taste like it's 7%. Because so this it's so is a smooth. Canadian yeah. IPA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of an imperial yeah. session Stingy. IPA. See, I'm going to say it's English because it's not watery. It's just weak, so it's Canadian. Yeah, but it, it but it really Man. did. It, it it tasted kind of light, Man, and once again, the flavors I got from it are, are all good. But there was nothing that really made it shine as far as standing out or being unique. Yeah. it tastes like a lot of other things on the market um, that are out there competing for everyone's attention, and because it just seems like one of the crowd, that's why it was a three for me. Juliana. Well, this poor guy, I mean, in the flight of everything that we had, he just, he was so normal. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but, you know, compared to all the extraordinary beers that were here, this guy just, he was normal. And I think to the average Joe, this is a really good beer, but when you compare it in the flight of everything else that we had, I mean, with the Melker Street and the Summer Street, this guy just sort of pales in comparison to me. Yeah. I, I don't, you know what I mean? And it's I just said it mad. before, yeah. I, I think it's the Bobby Brady of the of the flight. You know, what I mean, <laughs> he's there and he's good for what he does, but um, he 
you know, he doesn't really stand out. You know, he's, he's not. Uh, he's no Greg. He's no Greg. He's definitely not Greg. Certainly not Marsha. This is me shaking my head, going, <laughs> I'm surrounded by morons. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We have condensed our rating uh, discussion down to a, a, a an episode of the Brady Bunch. You know wow. what? How many? We can't make this stuff. How many know, radio shows is, about beer can? Bring in the Brady Bunch. But it's timely, though. You know, we're yeah. all mourning Mrs. Brady at Ford this Anderson moment. Ford Sanderson passed away. <clears throat> well, I have to say that this flight that we went through is a fairly typical experience, you know, when you actually go to Trillium itself. And um, I'm just kind of curious if you guys sat down and kind of went through this flight and you're thinking about, you know, um, what would you think of Trillium, you know, and the style of beers they're going after, you know, if this was like a typical flight? I liked all the beers uh, we had. I mean, there was not a bad beer in the bunch. Some were... Everything was super clean. Yeah. And some are much better than others. Some are spectacular. Yeah. I mean, I almost class. feel like everyone in New England only drinks IPA. From, no. From no. Definitely not. No, well, no, I know, no, but no, I mean, no. like a lot of the great beers we try, though. I mean, I know they're not, but a lot of the time, a lot of times when you're trying some of these beers, and maybe it's just the ones that we get, but... Are, I mean, they're amazing IPAs, but... I think the one thing that uh, strikes me with Trillium as opposed to some of the other breweries in the area is the the variations in hot profiles that they are producing are substantially um, more prevalent. Um, some of the other breweries in the area are are producing other, you know, varieties of hops, you know, combinations, but the difference is one brewery may be doing five, Trillium is doing like 30 yeah. <clears throat> um that's amazing yeah. and you know i think if anything it's reminding me just um how uh complex you know enjoying a really great hot pro- profile can be it's not the same thing for everybody so no it's not and with yeah. them expanding like they have with their hot profiles i think they're reaching a, a bigger market and making it more approachable if you will you know what i mean because not everyone's gonna like like all the yeah. dank Hops. Be glad when they open their uh, Nashville location. Be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be great. I like your hops. All right. Well, I think that was great stuff from everyone, and we're gonna wrap it up for today's Suds episode. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and you can catch all of our episodes online as well as on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, PRX, and Spreaker, our native media host iTunes and our own Android app are the easiest ways to enjoy the show on your phone. Just search for Sip Sud Smokes on iTunes or in the Google Play Store. Be sure to tap to subscribe and the show will always be on your phone. We love your feedback and you can reach us online anytime at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day at Sip Suds and Smokes and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. It won't really help and we won't get any better, but we do love getting your feedback. <laughs> Freaking right. Hey, Kendall, why don't you tell us about out. your blog? My beautiful wife and I blog about the good news of good beer at beermakes3.com. Also, you'll find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I want to thank our hosts for joining in on this great episode today. Good old boy, Dave. How's it feel to be a loser, Mike? It's freaking awesome. <laughs> you know, I need to do a bit more Duncan. Hey, come back. Keep on sipping, everybody. 
<laughs> Good old boy, Kendall. As always, it was great to be here. Cheers. Bye, guys. Catch your next episode. This has been a one tan hand production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time. <laughs>